One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Yo, you know all the intro, this is a different podcast, this isn't our usual one. If you're listening expecting to hear us uh, on a Sunday evening, then, well, you've missed that one, but it is in this feed, so just click on the episode before. This is a midweek podcast because the Autumn Internationals are here, they're upon us. And so we're just going to get into that with with a short preview podcast ahead of the Autumn Internationals and looking at it from the point of view of the home nations. Uh, I'm Tim. JB's here. Hello, Timothy. Uh, Phil's here. Hello, Tim. I, I I love these periods. Autumn International, Six Nations. It's just glorious. Most rugbyest time of the year. Yes. <laughs> we should put that to that Christmas song. Uh, we could, but Dave Damashak does the most footballiest time of the year. Oh, does he? Yeah. But I'm not adverse to copying him. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> won't be the first time, won't be the last. Won't be the last. <laughs> right, let's see if we can... Uh, Improve upon the number of times we said the word bona fide in the uh, the podcast on Sunday. Yes, exactly. Well, we are you know the world's bona fide largest rugby podcast, so why not? Okay, so uh, I reckon we're, I'm going to break this down. I'm going to ask a bunch of questions that all that all lead where we go, and we can answer them. And uh, and we'll we'll rattle through each nation. We won't do a whole chunk on England. Then we'll do all the nations, but in relation to some specific questions. But first off, Phil, you're the man who always has the information and stats. Just run us down who the opponents are during these autumn internationals for the four home nations. Okay, four home nations for in total. Do you want in total? Yeah. So go on. England yeah. play Argentina, followed by Australia, then Samoa, Ireland, host South Africa, Fiji, and Argentina. Wales play Australia, Georgia, New Zealand, and then they have a fourth test against South Africa. Scotland play Samoa, New Zealand, Australia, and France, who I've put on this list as well, uh, they host New Zealand, South Africa, and then Japan. Hmm. Uh, so f- first question, uh, is this the right opponents for the right point two years away from a a world cup good question so i i really wish england were playing new zealand i i think i'm not alone in this um a lot of people have been calling for it england have been england and new zealand have been the top two teams in the world basically since uh stuart lancaster messed everything up in 2015 um good old stew good, good old stew um and we're still not seeing it. We're still not getting that game. And I think England would have wanted it because it that is the only real way that you tell where you are. So all the other teams... But is this not in- like boxing matchmaking where you want to get two heavyweights undefeated for several years and then get them in... Oh, from a box office uh, marketing point of view, it's, yeah. it's brilliant. But from an England point of view, wanting to... Yeah improve themselves and know where they really sit right now and know what they need to do. Because you, So you can play England play Australia and they'll play Argentina who are both good teams on their day mm. but in the past two years they have so two weeks ago Australia beat New Zealand a month ago or six weeks ago they were 50 points down at half time to New Zealand so you can't really get a full gauge on where they need to be based on playing Australia because you you will see the brilliance but you'll also see some poor uh, aspects to their game so I'm going to disagree with you and say I do think it's good that they're not playing New Zealand because New Zealand as you mentioned on our previous podcast are using this to blood youngsters and I don't think you're going to get the full New Zealand against England oh you would yeah you would you would no you literally can't can you because you know know, there's not for instance no Ben Smith so there's you know, one player missing. Yeah. So 
so and yeah, but also at the end of an absolutely <laughs> grueling period, period of games, you got three games against the Lions. They've played the championship, and then I think they're probably about five percent off what they are. When Perfect, absolutely. Play them five percent off, and yeah. then next year play them like ninety-five percent New Zealand. Next year play a hundred percent New Zealand. You're ready for a World Cup. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I can see that as well. Uh, the flip side, Wales, bearing in mind they're going through another period of change. Finally, Gatland seems to have uh, abandoned Gatland ball. Uh, hallelujah. Um, but they've got a gruelling schedule, which could be, could work brilliantly, could be, uh, and this is what I'm worried about, a, a hammer blow. Yeah. Yeah, I see that one. So there's going to be no Sam Warburton, is there, over the autumns? No Sam Warburton. There's going to be no Jamie Roberts. No, Certainly no Jamie Roberts. And, you know, you think, hurrah, the end of Gatlin Ball. And I think, oh no, it's the end of Gatlin Ball. Because <laughs> when I loved Wales, you know, when I really love Wales, is when they put in those just epic, epic performances of incredible work rate. I mean, they have had some, just some incredible games, like the um, four-minute stint of defence and... You know, you look at the stats and Jamie Roberts has got a million yards, but only three yards per carry. You know, 24 tackles, isn't ridiculous. Can you do that sort of seven things. times? No, you can't. But there again, and, yeah, you, know, c- you play seven times, you win you know, five of them. If you don't do it seven times, you're going to win none of them. And that's the problem. Yeah, it's, it, it is almost a defeatist attitude that, as in some of those games, some of the valiant efforts were... There was the win against Ireland at yep. Millennium Stadium. There was the win against South Africa, but m- most of them have been losses to it, New Zealand and to, to Australia. Yeah, it works substantially better in the Six Nations than it seems to against the uh, Southern the Southern Hemisphere teams. That's for sure. Yeah, Still, and I, I kind of th- yeah. I just feel that Wales have tried that, and I think you're fair in, in what you said for a long time, which is Gatland is picking or was picking the best team that was available to him. It's just they. If you're going to play Jamie Roberts, who was certainly the best inside centre in Wales for a long period of time, it's going to limit how you're going to be able to play. The, the, well, he was unique for a long time. The problem is, 2017 is not the time to rip it up and start again. That was 2015. Yeah, it's such a, just. I mean, when you say rip it up and start again, well, not you, rip it. It's not you, ripping it up and starting again. It's, it's just, but something so fundamentally, Gatland has never in his whole career, whatever team he's played, played anything other than the rugby that Wales have been playing for the last ten years. Mm. But he's also, and I always come back to this because it's very easy to knock Gatland, and sometimes you can feel a little bit down about one of his teams. And then you remember he is one of the most successful coaches yeah. of all time now. There's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. He's now an all-time coaching great. So when you get well, the no, 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 come he on. Is. That's like going. That's like going world class when someone's had an amazing two, Premiership season. Two Heineken Cups, undefeated with the Lions. Yeah. You know what? We should we should slams. keep we should keep the great for. He is great for. He, he's he, close. He, he's Frozen. yeah. Frozen. I, I think. I think he is uh, definitely in the conversation. The there's yes. um, Steve Hansen, and there's probably Graham Henry, and then it's him. Even Clive Woodward. I mean, what he did at the time was magnificent, was brilliant, yeah. and he, he has defined everything that's come in the last uh, mm. 15 years, it almost is. Only, I guess he only did it with, with one team. Do you yeah, remember when he was going to be a football Lions. manager? Do you remember yeah, that? We yeah, we were Southampton. And he did stuff with uh, the Olympic Committee yeah. as well, didn't he? We didn't did really well. He did really like the the twenty twelve Olympic Hall was he was instrumental was in, he? in the foundations there. You yeah. Didn't really hear about him after that. I mean, I'm sure he was involved and did good things, but I didn't really hear about him in the Olympics. Yeah, and Southampton didn't exactly work out, and the Lions was an utter disaster. disaster. Yeah, it was, it was, it the dis- yeah, the disappointing for me was he didn't repli- He never tried to replicate it. Or yeah, he'd never done anything. All right, here's here's a question that that we can sort of bring in. Uh, Scotland and Ireland as well. Based, we've heard the the schedules that the teams have. What represents a successful autumn international tournament? What is like the minimum expectation that that the teams should expect? So England, clearly, we can answer that dead easily. Three wins, but yeah, I'm going to add add on that. Would you reckon three dominant wins? They have, I think, even Australia, I think they've got to dominate. If to, for it to be a successful autumn international, they need to convincingly win three games. So, I would just take a win against Australia. I would take 
I, th- I think it's got to be a big win against Argentina. It's got to be uh, blood some real young or some fresh talent against Samoa. Australia, I would just take a win. I think Australia, they've come into a good patch of form. If they keep that through, it'll be a, I a think close Australia game. It'll be a very close do game. Know, what, do you know England are 9-2 to two to win the World Cup? That's not right. Second favourite. 9-2, to two, I think it's really short. Hang yeah. on, is that good or bad? That's four and a half four to half. one. Yeah. No, 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 I mean, like, do you think they're, they're favourited too much or not enough? If, if they win, I think they're, I think that's short. So it, it's that's lower than it should be. Okay. Um, so I, I'm with you. I, I think it probably that probably reflects the English betting market a little bit because mm. odds on England will always be lower in England. Right. So they're undoubtedly the second favourite at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd agree with that. I get that. But you just think the odds don't. Re- yeah. No. Mm. Uh, and here's my justification for it. Um, and uh, we're at we're two years out out from a World Cup. And Phil just said we need to use the game to blood some youngsters. That rings alarm bells with me. I'm really glad to see the young players that are coming through in England and the talent that there is. But there's an alarm bell ringing when we're saying we need to blood youngsters. Two years from a World Cup, this this should be a time when we're going right. Got our 30 men. We might introduce one or two real stars, but we've we've got our men. We know we we can pick our starting team if if the World Cup final was tomorrow, and we we know the core of the, the core of the squad that's there and i'd say there's a number of positions in the team that i've got question marks over whether they're whether they're good enough yeah i'm very conflicted on that mm. because i do agree with you i think the cohesion is probably more important than the personnel so actually having a good team you know that's that's what it's all about but are you not in a danger of being born in the wrong year so you know you, you know therefore you know you're 18 now and therefore you don't get a shot at this World Cup, you're going to have to wait another two years before you're involved in England so you can start blooding you in the next cycle. But on the but, other hand, if you're good enough, you just play. Yeah, no, no. So one or two um, yeah. one or two may come into a squad and may even play some time. But what I'm saying is, Phil, Phil said we need to blood youngsters. So we're at a point where we're like, God, I don't know who's going to play seven. We better, we, we better play some players and work it out. And what do you mean by that? Do you mean, for instance, we... They need to find more players, or they just need to get these players' experience. So I, I don't think you. So World Cup needs you need thirty men. Yeah, I don't think England have currently got thirty men, uh, as a as a full squad who have the requisite experience. Mm. Seven is a good example. Alternatives at thirteen. So if Tuolagi's not fit, you've only really got Jonathan Joseph, who's played thirteen for England. Yeah. Um, fullback, fullback. fullback. Mike, Br- Mike, Mike Brown, Brown goes is, down. Well, Mike Brown goes down. I mean, some would argue Mike Brown is he a world? Is he going to be a World Cup winning fullback? At, Do you know what? At, this was at a... thirty three. Yeah. Is he going to be a World yeah. Cup winning fullback? And and if he goes down, who who plays fullback for England? We haven't got a clue. But this was a could criticism. be Elliot Daly, could be Anthony Watson, could be someone else. Yeah. This was the crit- criticism of Clive Woodward, which is he neglected a whole generation of players because he stuck with his boys all the way until the end, and then after that England World Cup, there's nothing really behind them. I had so many barren years. Yeah, uh, I th- I mean, I'm, I'm an England fan. I, I, I'm all right with that. We won. We won. <laughs> if that's what it takes to win a World Cup, really? Eddie Jones, do it. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, but New, so. New Zealand managed. Well, they've won the last two World Cups, and they have managed to bring in youngsters at the right time. So like, Bowden Barrett, who is now the world's best ten, wasn't even first choice at the sorry, last World sorry. Cup. Can I just interrupt you there? He's the world's best first receiver. <laughs> uh, he might be the world's best player. He's the world's best first receiver and probably best all... He just can't kick. So yeah, I, I okay. I refuse to call him the world's best 10. Let's call him the world's best first receiver. Okay. Okay. That's fair. So, yeah, that's my point. You need a, f- you need a full 30. So you need three players in every position, mm. really. Uh, I know that's more than 30 players, but with a crossover... And I don't think England have it. They have it in some positions, um, but not tight head prop. I think is one. No, what that we don't have it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, tight head prop seven. Uh, Center. There's still a question mark. Who's going to play? Well, yeah, we don't. We don't actually have a twelve. No. So we got we have one thirteen and zero twelves. But you do have five tens. Yeah, we've got an army of tens. Some of whom may or may not be able to play twelve. Certainly one of whom can play 12 very, very well, Yeah, you know, in Farrell. 
yeah, so... Mm, so, hope, well, th- th- there we go. So Yeah, this, if Owen this, Farrell's injured, yeah. and Jonathan Joseph is injured, and Manu Tuolag is nowhere well, fit, it, like, what, if, what does that look like? Yeah, What's if, your landscape of 10, also, 12, 13? Here's one thing as well. Slade? By 2019, by 2019 I, who's going to be wearing 10? Uh, you, I can, if you think who's going to take England from a 10 position to a World Cup, I want, arguably, you might want Owen Farrell in that 10 shirt. But... But you've got to have a 12 but you've got to have a 12 in order and you've got to, to know that. who that is and they've got to be better. So this, this is kind of what I'm saying. There's a lot of question marks and changes and Eddie Jones knows what he's doing. He's a, you know, he, he is a, a world great as a coach as well. Um, so I'm not getting down on it. I'm just, hopefully by the end of the autumn, there's a few more answers than questions. Yes. Yeah, I think you might be a bit too pessimistic. I think England are in a really good, are in really good shape. And the players they're bringing in, it's not like you're questioning, oh, are they good enough or are they not? It's almost like you're just waiting waiting for them to develop into good enough players. I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised by this uh, young England crop. Oh, whoops. Oh, I will say um, that I do think potentially this is going to be one of those World Cups where the, all the teams aren't quite great. It sort of goes in, in, in kind of cycles. Like the, the 0-3 World Cup was massively strong. All the teams were... There was a lot of brilliant teams, and then in subsequent World Cups, there's like the one where England got to the final, 2011. There, uh, that was a, no 2007. 2007, sorry. That was a that was a World Cup where there was a lot of relatively mediocre teams. Mm. Yeah, um, it, it does feel like the last three World Cups, yeah, have not been so. Other than New Zealand in the last two. Well, no, but but because New Zealand had that incredible team in in the last two, but I don't think New Zealand are going to be anywhere near there. No, I don't either. Well, maybe. No, no, no. Uh, you're right because they had Carter in his pomp. Yeah. They had McCaw at like the height of his powers. Conrad Smith. Yeah, exactly. Marnonu, uh, forget Mar- it. Marnonu, yeah. Conrad Smith, uh, Richie McCaw. Yeah, you just had world class players all everywhere. Yeah. They've got some, I, I think I don't think go. I don't think they'll be far off, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The creaks are showing though. The cracks are starting to show a little bit. Yeah, with their with their second teams, the cracks are showing, and this this is why they so they're blooding their second team, the backups, which can prop up that first team. Yeah. And it, oh no, I'm not going to get into some. Right. Yeah. Some so England, there, so. England, three wins, minimum expectation. Ireland, three wins. I'm with you. So. Ireland, first up against South Africa. And South Africa, who's like Australia, started off this year poorly. They are improving. Mm. but So Ireland should win that. Yeah, If we think for a second, right, that England are by far and away the second best team, as the, as the bookies suggest, I would say Ireland are right there with them. If they're not joint second favourites, they're pushing England all the way. So they beat... England obviously uh, in the Six Nations this year, and they contributed a fair few players to the uh, Lions as well. Agreed. So, yeah, I don't think they're a million miles behind England. And they're at that nice stage as well, where they've got a lot of mature players. Yeah. In fact, they but might actually be a bit too old for the World Cup. They've they they it does feel like they've got a few who are getting that way. Uh, not too many though. So. Rory Best is the obvious one. I even um, think people like Sean O'Brien. I mean, Sean O'Brien isn't that old. What's he, 30? 30, I'd say. Nah, so, he's, it'll be prime. It'll be prime still. Well, Num- number, eight, number eight's an important one. Yeah. So he, what, he slips out, so that gives a, that gives an opportunity for... Christ, he slips is, is a classic who's the example chap? of that. Co- uh, Conan, no, is Conan going to play eight? CJ Stander? Jack Conan. Jack Conan is the Leinster lad. Yeah. He could play... Chance for him or, to... Or CJ Stander. CJ Stander, yeah. yeah. So... The reason I CJ O'Stander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the reason I mention O'Brien is not so much for, you know, just the actual age, but it's more to do with the fact that he doesn't do much in the way of games. And for him, another two years of rugby on a body which is very susceptible to getting injured could be could actually be too much. So th- it's interesting that because in one way he's not got the miles on the clock that a lot of people yeah. of his experience have. True. But he is. We do know he's more susceptible, or he is. His has historically been susceptible to injury, so we'll see. And what Ireland uh, have had in recent years, obviously, uh, Paddy Jackson out of the equation um, at the moment. But Paddy Jackson was turning into a really, really bona fide 
bona fide. <laughs> uh, international 10. Genuine international 10. And then Weinstein came along and ruined everything <laughs> <Yeah>. for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> That's the sort of thing taken out of context someone could put in print and it name? would look no. really bad and it would look and it would look bad on us. So <laughs> clearly Phil is joking uh, when he says that. Um, yeah, I agree. But Joey Carberry is taking giant strides forward at the minute. Right. So Joey Carberry is interesting. Because he's been playing a bit of fullback for Leinster, and the back three. So I'm looking at this Island squad at the moment. The back three is where there's question marks. So you've got well, you got Dave Carney, Rob Carney, <laughs> D- Dave Carney, Rob Carney, and Keith Earls would have been a solid, uh, in a solid international back three in 2011. Thank you. I was waiting for that bit. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. So Keith Earls, I think he's still doing some good stuff at Munster. Rob Carney. Last time I saw him play for Ireland, he did play well. But it's the three of them. How much longer can Rob Carney keep going? Dave Carney's never been that great. And Keith Hills, how much longer can he keep going? Yeah, and they've not got Zebo, And I think Zebo gives them real magic. So what? Yeah, so Zebo out, which I'm okay with. But if Carberry's going to play 15, and then you put someone like Stockdale on one wing, and then Andrew Conway on the other wing... Then all of a sudden you've actually got like a young, exciting, I dangerous, like dangerous back three. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see what uh, Joe Wings? Schmidt does. Stockdale, Stockdale, Bo Trimble, uh, Lewis Ludick, Piatau. Mm. Piatau is he qualified? <laughs> He's re- <laughs> project player. Unfortunately, not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Actually, the the. Potential selection is a little bit drab. Yeah, the potential it could be very good, or it could be quite dull. Mm. I'm hoping it goes on the more exciting. But Schmidt tends to be quite cautious. Um, the other one will be to see what centre combination we get because you could go for yeah. the uh, Hen- Henshaw Aki combination. Oh God, yeah. Bundy Con- Aki. The Connacht tried and tested. Or you could bring in my boy, McCloskey. Yes, my boy as well. Love that. Um, or you've got Farrell, the Munsterman. Mm, Chris Farrell. Yeah. Not so much. Um, I love McCloskey. I think he's an absolute warrior. Uh, so I'd always go with him. But there again, Bundyaki is a great player. Yeah. Hey, he, Ringo ring was injured. Uh, he's not in the squad. Yes, so he must be. I'm guessing he must be. Because he's probably the most exciting out of all of them. Yeah, you're right. I mean, him and Bundyaki would be fairly special. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, good options, but we're, go- we're saying they've, they've got to beat South Africa for it to be a, yeah. a successful... I, th- I think they will beat time. Argentina and Fiji. Yeah. And I w- my money would be on South Africa, but it would be a tough test for them. I would, I would take Ireland over South Africa. Yeah. Definitely. Then... The one thing we can say for certain is if Ireland do lose, even if they lose fairly, the uh, those, uh, those bona fide Irish um, journalists for some, for some, from some bona fide media outlets will will be raging again. They they are um, <laughs> there's there's a few in Ireland. There's a few everywhere, obviously, but there's a few in Ireland that uh, at this time of year they just start sharpening their pencil. Yeah, just getting what the ready. Result is. Yeah, just getting ready for the the acid attack. So um, watch out for that. But definitely, yeah, three wins. Uh, how about Scotland then? We haven't talked about them yet. Gregor Townsend's got a big test now. Who have they got? So Scotland start off slowly. Well, I say start off. They play Samoa first, and then it gets real serious real fast. They then play New Zealand, followed by Australia. <laughs> so, right. so Mate, mi- mi- an expectation to call it a, a successful AI. I think we're, we're, we're are we at that point where, well, maybe it's different with Scotland, maybe with Wales as well to an extent. Um, where I was going to say, are we at that point where you can't you can't keep saying, oh, well, the performance was good, they just didn't quite get the result. Hundred percent, we are. We are. We are at that point. So, so in yeah. which case, Scotland have got to beat Australia. Yes, they can be um, any of them. I'm not. You know, they've got to get no, two wins. Not New Zealand, come well, on. They've just got to get two wins. Well, if they beat New Zealand yeah. and that's their two wins, yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Assuming they're not going to beat New Zealand, they've got to beat Australia. I tell you what, the ramifications yeah. for the JB Cup this, this autumn are just <laughs> huge. <laughs> You're going to have to keep a close eye on that one. <laughs> they're going to win two. 
it's a damn good team now. They might be a little bit light in the front row. That's my well, main concern. Yeah, because they've got a couple of injuries. So, Ross Ford and Fraser Brun both out, aren't they? That's Yeah, that is rather huge. So, I'm guessing McKinley and Turner. But uh, my, uh, <laughs> my intimate knowledge of hooker reserves for Scotland... Is pretty limited. Well, five, five have got uh, got got a few players not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, with yeah, with, with Scotland, they've got some fine backs. They've got some very very good attacking players. Yeah, the the, the back row is fine. Happy with that. I do worry a little bit at scrum half. I, I think Price is o- is okay. He's yeah. not he's not world beating yet, but he's he's kind of on the right track. And Pergos. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's going to revolve around how much magic can Finn Russell produce. Finn Russell and Hoggy. Yeah, it's going to be down to them. If they can really start purring, Scotland are fine. If not, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. If Finn Russell has a horrible game, they could lose really badly. And this is what concerns me about Scotland. I think they need to. They need to. We need to be able to not be saying. And I think they are they are moving in the right direction, but I think we need to stop saying, "Oh, it needs a bit of ma- magic from Hogg and and Russell." I think that just needs to be the cherry on the top of the uh, the top of the cake, not yeah. not or oh, we need them to pull a rabbit out of a hat again. That shouldn't be the foundations. No. But I, I, th- I think the back line. Yeah. So if you have whoever you've got at nine, so Ali Price, you've then got uh, Finn Russell, and the centre partnership of what's most likely to be Dunbar and Hugh Jones. Is a damn fine centre partnership. Yeah, you put then Lion Seymour and Lion Hog as you, two of your back three, um, and you've got a very very good team. Yeah. And the other thing is, we know how they're going to play because we watched Glasgow do it for so many years now, and it's going to be all possession based. Their rucking skills are going to be seriously good because that's what Glasgow do, and that's what Gregor Townsend really prioritises. Means they can attack from pretty much a- a- anywhere. So, whatever happens, they're going to be exciting. So, a couple of new faces. A couple of new faces from the Avicii Premiership Ooh. in Chris Harris. Yeah, okay. So, I think yeah. third choice, maybe, or a useful utility useful. centre. Yeah. yeah. Baron, Baron McGuigan. A, gr- a great finisher. Yeah. I I'm, kind of feel the same, though. Yeah, right? solid squad player. Yeah. He, he was released by... The Chiefs, like in, in, England, in England's wing pecking order, if if he was England eligible, he would be twentieth, yeah, fifteenth, maybe that, in that region. Uh, I think he's pretty handy. So we'll we'll, he's, we'll, he's we'll handy. see how he goes. He's handy. He's, yeah. handy. he's a good player. He's, he's a good. That's all, not crit- He's a good all round Fifteenth choice, choice yeah. winger is a great accolade. When you've not played a single minute of international rugby, the jury is going to be out. But I think yeah. he'll equate himself rather well. And then Luke Hamilton. Not for it me. Is interesting. So I, Luke McHamilton. Yeah. Hang on. Isn't Hamilton a place in Scotland, Tim? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and in New Zealand. Isn't that, oh yeah. Is, <laughs> but because it's a place in Scotland, yeah, you're right. <laughs> all it's right. Take a, it all back. It's a Scottish name. That take one. Take it all back. <laughs> uh, Luke Hamilton to me is not an international class player. Um, no, nor is Daryl Marfo. Yeah. Maybe not. Da- yeah. Um, who, just, who played something like? Uh, um, six games of Premiership rugby in, or four games of Premiership rugby in six years, or something like that. For Quins. For Quins, yeah. Yeah, and if if you're not good enough to get in the Quins front row, that's often a damning <laughs> indictment. Uh, Which is weird, isn't it, about the Quins front row? Because they are notoriously bad with notoriously great players. No, two lions. They've got yeah, two lions. <laughs> two lions. But keeping on on the pitch is part of the biggest problem that they've got. So it's like the Flaherty front row, Flaherty. The Scarlets front row. Like everyone says, oh, Scarlets, great backs, not great pack. Like, hang on. There's a whole Welsh front row here. Yeah. The, the, you know, yeah, so it's exactly the same thing. So, Scotland have to win one. I think they do have to win two. I think they do. I think they have to beat Australia. Well, because I'm again, I'm assuming they're not going to beat New Zealand, but yeah, they might do. The only the only get out is if Craig Joubert is ref in the Australia game, and there's some dubious decision right at the last second. <laughs> yes. Again, should I even it out? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, the only dubious get-out fill will be uh, Craig Joubert right at the end. Yeah. And I think this is the most interesting one. What represents a successful autumn for Wales? Remind us again, they're playing They're playing the three the three big giants in the southern hemisphere and so they start off with australia then it gets a little bit easier in one respect georgia. but more difficult in another respect because they play georgia then new zealand then a week after everyone else has finished they play south africa right so the south africa game they don't have their players do they do they not yeah so it's either the first one or the last one i'm sure it's the last so one so it'll be the last one because that's yeah. outside the yeah so there'll be no George North, not that he's there anyway. There'll be no Luke Charteris, not that he's there anyway. Williams. Fartow. Yeah, all those boys can't play. You sure? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. I think... Oh, actually, no, I'm not going to go into that. Um, Yeah, so it's only Welsh-based players for the last one, which is a bit worrying. Uh, I don't see him winning a single game. Well, I think I think minimum Ooh. minimum expectation for me. Uh, Three is, good performances. Oh, you see, I, yeah. you just said a moment ago with Scotland, we are past the point of saying yeah. performances. You got one of the yeah, best. One, you got one of the all-time best coaches in the world ever, Rob Powley. <laughs> I, I just can't see it. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but no. I just can't see it. No, no. So, not what you see them winning. What? Should they be aiming for what is a good result? In the same way that Scotland have to be aiming for two wins. Right, I get what you're saying. Ireland have to win all three. England have to win all three. Yeah. I I think Wales have to win... <sighs> one? Oh, no, well... Georgia's I... a win, right? So, Georgia's a win. Of the other three, they have to win one. South Africa could be a win. I think they should be targeting two of the other... I think they should be saying... Warren Gatland said we are on course and the aim is... To everything is geared towards winning the 2019 World Cup. With that as his statement, Warren Gatland's own statement, minimum expectation for Wales, three wins. Three out of four. Yeah, I agree. Minimum has yeah. to be three out of four. Well, they're not going to get that. So anything less than that is not success. So the expectations for all the other teams are doable. That is not doable. So it should be doable. So the, they'll beat Georgia. Be, what do you mean? As in, they should be able to beat Australia and they should be able to beat South Africa. So if you looked at a potential Welsh 15 now yeah, and the potential Australian 15, you would look at that and say, yeah, Wales should win because I don't... No, I no, think... Wales should have a chance of winning. Right, okay, not, yeah. So, not, yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not saying they not should the win favorites. 10 out of 10. Yeah, they're not necessarily the favourites, but they should be able to beat them. It should not be 10 out of 10 uh, Australia win, which is something like the current record. Right. They haven't won in 12 years, I think. Yeah. And that, I think, is going to continue. So if you look at Mauler's independent events, Wales are probably not the favourite for each one of those three big games. So what do you think this is what has motivated the potential change in philosophy? Or I suppose you know, Jamie Roberts isn't the force he was, which has probably forced the hand a little bit. I think there's all sorts, Tim. I think there's yeah. exactly that. I think there's politics. Um, I, I think there might be an element of maybe we change what we're trying to do. But there again, if they really wanted to change what they were trying to do, surely Scott Williams would be still involved. Well, he is now back involved. Because someone was injured, who was that? Yeah. Tyler Morgan, was it? Yes, it was Tyler Morgan. Having said that, you know, if they go with Watkin at 12, he's a big lad. I mean, there might be no going away from Warren Ball whatsoever. (laughs) And he just revert back to He's a big lad who has distribution skills. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a hybrid. Mm. Wow. He can do Warren Ball and... Not Warren Ball. <laughs> One, no. So, yeah, uh, I hope you're right. I, I hope, if I mean, if they can mix, they can mix up, it'd be fairly, fairly scary, I guess. Uh, but you, so you're saying you think Wales will win one game? Yeah, it's going to be Georgia. What? Uh, that is a, that is. God, that would be a Huge if, if failure. If we sat here in December saying that. That's huge failure. And then they're going to win the Grand Slam. That, yeah. That's just how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> But which is why, because we know Wales have got that in their locker, which is why I think this is so big this autumn. Because they've, you, two years out from a World Cup and they still can't beat Southern Hemisphere teams, this is when they've got to do it. Mm. They've got to do it. Yeah, but they won't. I don't know what that means for the rest of their, you know, for the rest of two years, but they won't do it. If they beat Australia and uh, for the first time in 12 years and come close with South Africa, 
Is that you can take positives out of that? Yeah. Similarly, if they beat South Africa and come close to Australia, like those things, you can take positives out of. Ooh. If you push in the pa- in the past few years, so at home they've pushed New Zealand for sixty right. minutes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, do you know the um, the game? Oh, it's a silly game which girls play. Uh, what's it called? Like football? <laughs> no. <joke. laughs> There's like. Like Love Murray Kiss or something like that. Oh, it's not yes. Murray Avoid. Yeah, yeah, something like that, right? Okay, so for Wales, you got these three. So these three games win. Uh, no, it was yeah. Uh, crushed Admiral Performance. Yeah, okay. Win, crushed Admiral Performance. Admiral Performance, let's get the New Zealand one done there. Oh, yeah. No, no, oh no no! You actually, you prefer to be crushed by that because you can you can you can write that off and go. That's okay. They're the best they're, of all time. They're the time. best in the world. We just got them on a good day. No, I think that anyone is any, any anyone could get crushed by New Zealand. Yeah, win win South Africa, crushed by Australia, admiral performance against. No, see, I think the crushed by South Africa because it's the last game. You might not have all your players. Oh, you might yeah, not yeah, have Falatau. Yeah, so you can you can kind of smooth over that one a little God, bit. God, Falatau's important. For, yeah, in this autumn he really is, isn't he? So crushed by South Africa. Yes, yeah. admiral performance for New Zealand, but winning against Australia. And if Gatlin's really smart. Along with Falatau being missing, he'll also be missing for the South African performance where they get crushed. So he can blame Rob Howley. Yes. Scapegoat him. Yeah. <laughs> or we could just go crushed, crushed, crushed. <laughs> kind of like a close friend of ours, Love, uh, love Life. <laughs> I don't think... I think they're going to win one of these. I, I think... I think they will be either Australia or South Africa. Yeah. My money would be on South Africa, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and again, every time I've we've been a little bit down on Wales, they, they've sort of they, actually a lot of the time they've lived up to the billing, but they have it they have it in them to just pull out some um, big performances. Yeah, they've still got yeah. J- they've still got a lot of lines, and they've got JD, they've got yeah, Liam they Williams. Do. Yeah, you're right. Falatel's good, very yeah, good, very very good. Bigger um, Jonathan Davis, Halfpenny's looking good again. Liam Williams in your back line. Uh, Reese Webb still currently in the back line. That's a pretty tidy back yeah. line. You may have been a bit too harsh on there. Yeah, there's only two players we haven't mentioned. The the 12, whoever that will be, and the other winger. Who is the 10? Who is the 10 for this team? Uh, well, I mean, Reese Preston's got an opportunity now. It does feel like the tide, tide has turned into in to Reese Preston's favour. Who well basically no I think the way to answer this is who needs the caps so they can play next year <laughs> exactly <laughs> I think I think Priestland's on fifty eight you can, you, can, you can imagine Dan Bigger coming off coming off with an HIA and then them throwing caps at him as he goes back on <laughs> that's the, there's two caps there there's two caps <laughs> so but no I still think Bigger no but let's say that again actually we are we are being too harsh Webb Bigger Williams Halfpenny uh, Jonathan Davies JD, JD yeah. That's, yeah, we are being too harsh on them. Yeah. We are. They're still going to lose in three. And I'm no sure. Sam Warburton. I'm not sure. Yeah, but tip, tips. Tips. Offer something different. Is Moriarty in the squad? No. He played 50 minutes yeah, in the Anglo Welsh Cup. Against Leicester. Which is an interesting one for fancy rugby draft, whether he makes it back into the Welsh squad or not. Mm. I've been watching that one with interest because he's currently uh, not been picked up by anyone. So wise. No. I did have him for a period last year, and it, it was kind of feast and famine with Moriarty. He, he does so much tackling and rook hitting, and that doesn't score you any points. Yeah, he works so hard and puts on such a shift. He's going to have to move back. I, I, I expect he's very unhappy with the new law changes, uh, the new law. Yeah, as well. So I think he's very settled at Gloucester. Yeah, that's the impression I get. Right. Uh- Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go, should we preview a game? One game. Let's just quickly run through all the fixtures this week and just, I'll shout them out, you tell me the winner. Okay. Because there are ten fixtures this week. Whoa! And we, you know how we like our tier two stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So... Friday night, Barbarians play Tonga. Winner? Don't know. Uh, I haven't seen the Barbars team. No I'll, I'll go Barbars. So if Barbars get the players up, they got out against New Zealand, I think Barbars will win this. Yep. Then the French Barbarians versus the Mario Blacks. Mario Blacks who smashed Canada by 50 French points. French Barbarians, you say? Yeah, French no Barbarians. Is, is this the one? Is, so is this like the French 15 or is this separate from the... Cause no, no, no. Because France they are playing play New Zealand. Like it's like a France 15 stripes, v... Yeah, so this week the French Barbarians are playing. Next week there is a France 15 playing. So it's separate to the France 15. So I think this can include uh, foreign players playing in France. Yeah. What, the French Barbarians? French yeah, Barbarians. they're playing like really nice baby blue hoops, I think. Either way, Mario All Blacks are going to win. Yep. Yeah. Uh then Georgia host Canada in Tbilisi. Georgia, Georgia. host Oh, ho, ho, ho. yeah. The, those maple leaves are not I, coming out alive. I must break you. Georgia win. Big. I think that's a big win for Georgia as well. I think you're right. Good luck, Canada. Then uh, Germany host Brazil. I'm going to be cheering on Germany. If Germany Germany's be... stash is incredible. Yeah. yeah so Germany got to get hold of some Moritz. Def- definitely want one of those. Coached by Moritz Botha. Yeah. Uh, and funded by billionaire against Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Germany. Germany. Then Italy feed With ruthless efficiency, they will yes. beat, uh, beat them. Let's yes. all hope for the sake of rugby they don't really take to this. <laughs> uh, Italy Fiji, which should be quite an entertaining game. Now, yeah. this is one of the best games of all time. Refereed by. Oh. Who is the referee? The Welshman. The, I can't remember. Is it? Uh, Reese, oh. Leighton, Hodges. Hodges. Yeah, that's Leighton it. Hodges, where there was six yellow cards. It was like amazing. That. <laughs> uh, five was it five for five Fiji for Fiji in at one time. Uh, they, I think they were down to 11, 12 or eleven men at one time. If you want to watch something amazing, can I also recommend? It just it suddenly reminded me when you said greatest one of the, some, one of the greatest games of all time. The, one, of the, one of the first games that got me into rugby um, I watched it on a VHS go back just type into YouTube sometime uh, France v Fiji 1987 in the really? 87 World Cup it is one of the most incredible games France won comfortably but the, the rugby was was just insane how good it was so anyway if, if you're bored at work and want to waste a bit of time do that so there are some there are like classic matchups on there teams that seem to perform against other teams and have had tremendous historic matches i'll give you an example i think there's no there's no greater spectacle than france versus Argent. new zealand oh well i was gonna say france argentina oh, in the World Cups, but yeah, France, New Zealand. France, New Zealand. I don't think it will yeah. quite be My the favorite fixture. It, it has been, but yeah. I, no, I, I agree. But like that is like the a, the historic fixture for me. That's my favorite fixture. I think uh, lower down. I love an Ireland Scotland game. I've always have ah. like, just great memories of the old Five Nations and Six yeah. Nations. It's because England Australia is a, a, an obvious one. Oh yeah. yeah. And I think Italy Fiji. You've got a little bit of a rivalry <laughs> now. I mean, that is a good one. That is a good fixture. Yeah. yeah. So who are you saying winning this one? I'm going Italy. I'm going to say the Conor O'Shea resurgence. The Italian autumn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to continue. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Fiji. Okay. Scotland, Samoa. Scotland. Scotland? Yeah. England, Argentina. England. England. Yeah, comfortable. Wales. Uh, who do we th- who do you think we haven't seen the teams at this point when we're recording this? Who will start seven for England? Is it? I I want to say Chris Robshaw, but I, I, I actually think he might put Mario Toji to seven oh, just really? to, just to keep Robshaw at six. Is I, Un- is Underhill fit? I think Underhill's going to start all three tests. Do I you? think Underhill's going to yeah. start. I think he's class. Oh no, there's no doubt, and he's good. I just I, I 
it's just... his time. I mean, they've been watching him for so long at Ospreys, and they bring him over, and he is as good as they think. And now he's now he's in that squad. Interesting. That will be very interesting. We'll find out tomorrow, won't we, when the squad's announced? Unless it's already been announced. This, oh yeah. Because <laughs> how how was your day at work this Wednesday, Phil? Uh, worky usual stuff. Very Wednesday-ish. Mm, true. Uh, in 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 a, in a way that only the day between Tuesday and Thursday can be. Something yeah. like that, yes. Quite. And this weather, eh? Yeah, well, yeah. What about the weather? Give me another fixture, please. <laughs> <laughs> Last few now. Wales, Australia. Australia. Wales. I think Australia are going to win this. Mm-hmm. Then France. No, no Izzy Falau. Yeah, true. But Curtly Beale, not too shabby. KB, Reese Hodges. And also got uh, Carmichael Hunt, who's kind of going to get some game time. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a few players who can slot in there. Last two. France, New Zealand. New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand, reluctantly. Yeah. New Zealand. I want to see something from France. I do. I want to see some spark. Yeah. Some, some fight. Yeah, I think they should all go for a brisket before this game. They do it really go real French and a cigar. Yeah, then all headbutt each other in the cigar room. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, and just play <laughs> beautiful rugby. Final game, and our Leo Vegas game of the week. Do you want me to play the music? Or you'll... Yes, nah. please. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I mean, obviously. <laughs> nah. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, there you go. Sorry, as you're doing this, I'm just I'm watching the. The uh, 12 minute highlight package of Fiji v France in that world. <laughs> the scrums are incredible to watch. They're, France is just like, pumping them ridiculously, walking about 15 metres, but the whole Fiji pack is staying bound on just walking backwards. Amazingly, we've just played the whole music to your commentary uh, of Fiji v France. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, which is awesome. I mean, uh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear I didn't think it was on. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, gone far away. Tell us about Leo Vegas. Oh, they're just dead good, aren't they? Dead good. Leo Vegas, Betting. dead good. What's, the, what's our game of the week? <laughs> our Leo Vegas game of the week is in the Aviva Stadium in Dublin, and it is Ireland hosting South Africa. Oof, massive game. Now, Ireland have beaten South Africa recently a couple of times, both in Ireland and in South Africa, and. So South Africa are coming on the back of on the run of a back of fixtures. Sorry, on the back of a run of fixtures, Ireland haven't played together this squad since the Six Nations yeah. because they were disbanded. So they they had a, oh, yeah. a mini tour to they played in Japan um, and a couple of other places. They, they played in US and Japan um, over the summer, but it was missing ten or so of their stars. So. I think this will be closer than you might ordinarily expect. But I do think that Ireland, under Joe Schmidt, are going to come out on top. And I really hope that they play some of their exciting young, particularly the outside backs, the likes of Adam Byrne and Conway Mm. and Stockdale and McCloskey and Carberry. So what do I think about this? I think that Ireland are a very mature team. They've got really, really good, strong core players who know each other inside out. And for all the improvements that South Africa have made, they're still a bit of a mix of mix of all sorts. You know, the you know the coaching staff seems to be, almost be um, almost be uh, not not feudal, but what's what's the word for it? Like it's little like like little <laughs> fiefdoms. Someone's doing yeah. exits. Someone else is doing defence. There's uh, God knows how many con- how many consultants. As l- as long as Brendan Venter's involved, you know whatever he's looking after will be very good. Yes, it's the rest of it you need to worry about. So, I don't think this South Africa team is going to be strong enough to touch Ireland. I think Ireland will win this by ten points. I think Ireland by one score, seven points. Uh, Ireland have got to win this. I think they will. And it'll be close. Four point win. Ireland by four. So we're all saying Ireland. Hmm. Yep. Ireland to be bona fide winners. Put your money where our mouth is. Yep. Our mouths. 
mouths yeah mouths uh <laughs> yeah and um what's the other thing i was gonna say about Ireland? yeah if they win they just expand their lead in the jb cup the J- as jb cup holders which is it's such a phenomenal achievement have you got a spreadsheet with this on no, I've got a person who runs it. <laughs> a Twitter account. Even, there is a, a JB Cup Twitter account out there if you want to f- find out uh, who who is currently winning. I know Tim hates it. You, you, you'd love it if, it if it's called the Cocker Cup. <laughs> Maybe you invent the Cocker Cup. I'll, I'll give you a hand. Uh, you want, he wants it. Uh, <laughs> just one final thing. Can I just show you how this is the, 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 the kit from France in Ooh, 1987? Yes, please. Have a look at that. Oh wow! The white Adi- tricolor Adidas, uh, lovely stripes. That? Oh, that is lovely. Thing of beauty that. It's like a, it's like a sports car. It's like a, that kit, along with the Wallaby rugby league kit. Two of the best. Two of the best. Uh, right, thank you very much for listening. Let's enjoy the autumn internationals, and we'll be back talking all about what happens. Give us your thoughts. Subscribe on iTunes. Get a Cornerstone Razor. Get one of them. Egg Ten at checkout. Do that. Get onto our Tier 2 tour. 100%. Face- Facebook, Egg Chasers page. All the information. Uh, nice one for listening. Thank you. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Go on, Phil. Let the boys play. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.